continue to pray for all the concerns that were listed today. Thank you all for uh, coming out. I, 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 I'm used to what they call the PG crowd, and and you all are the uh, you all are not the PG crowd. Pastor's gone crowd. <laughs> so, but but nonetheless, we we we've been having a good study, and uh, if you remember uh, last week, last week. Uh, if that ain't Jesus, turn it off. Um, last week we were we had just gotten into the sovereignty of God, and, and we were talking about uh, God being uh, absolutely sovereign. What does that mean when we say He's absolutely sovereign? He makes every decision, doesn't have to ask anybody. And and sometimes we we tend to think, remember we were talking about the justice. One of the attributes of God is his justice. And and that's part of the attribute of his holiness. He is absolutely just. And, and thank God that he has mercy as well. Because if he were a just God, I mean, if he just absolutely acted upon his justice, none of us would be here right now. Right. Because none of us have earned our way. Now, we're going to get into, and, and Lord help, I'm going to try my best to get through this because it's so deep. Uh, we're going to get into Another aspect tonight that's called righteousness. Righteous. God is absolutely righteous. Now, when I say righteous, what does that mean? No flaws. No flaws. Now, that's perfect. Righteous is what? If, 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 What the righteousness of God or the word righteous? What does righteous mean? It is the it is the act of hey, I'm right and I know I'm right. No matter what anybody else says, I'm right, and my actions my actions are dictated. By how right I am. Now, now, what we're going to talk about tonight is the human aspect of righteousness. How many of us? Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. How many of us have ever been at that point where I know I'm right? I don't care what nobody says. I'm right. And then you set out to prove. That you're right. You, you see what I'm saying? You, you set out to prove. We all have a sense of what is right, what is wrong. And a lot of times it's here. A lot of times it's here. A lot of times we, we figure, 
I'm right. And that's just the way it is. You're absolutely right. And on the human side of it, we have to prove we're right. We have to. Because there are so many. Let's look at America today. Look at America today. Look at what's going on. What's going on on the news today? President doing what? Well, now, he may not get the food. I don't think he's going to get the food. But you got, you got one set of people saying the president was wrong. And you got the president saying, hey, what I did was absolutely right. And I'm going to stand on it. So on the, from the God aspect, God's never wrong. He's never wrong. He, he is a, he is a new. He never changed. And and even when he punishes us, he's absolutely right because we deserved it. Didn't we deserve? It? Yes. Uh, it's, I just got a message. They just moved people school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they did y'all bring that up? Yeah. Right. Uh, you, you let them know that he's been moved to the three twenty three. Three twenty three. Yeah, yeah. He's in room three twenty three at the uh, what's the name of the nursing home? Brookdale, over on Rio Dosa, over off Richmond Road, over there by uh, the warehouse, the coat factory. Well, you can hit it both ways, though. You can hit it from Richmond Road. Yeah, it goes back. Yeah, Rio Dosa just goes around. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, you can hit it either on Man of War or Richmond Road. Rio Dosa is that where Charlie? Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly right. But now, uh, when it comes to us, when it comes to us. Every one of us has our own sense of what's right and what's wrong. Every one of us. He can do something, and in his mind, what he's doing is right. In my mind, what he's doing is wrong. You see what I'm saying? But that's because of our human nature. We're not like God when it comes to righteousness. And, and Paul is going to set out tonight to try to show the, uh, the, his brothers, the Jewish people, how their righteousness is all wrong. And, and that's why this is entitled The Wrong Righteousness. It, 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 it sounds like a misnomer, doesn't it? The Wrong Righteousness. And, and, and let's just be honest, every one of us have, have our, and, and we call it, old folk used to call it, you set in your ways. You set in your ways. And ain't nothing nobody gonna say, do, gonna change you. You set in your ways. So, 
That's the same thing that was going on with the uh, with the Jewish people. Um, they were set in their ways, and there was they went to the point even of killing their Messiah. They thought they were so right. They thought they were so right. Nobody, not even when their Messiah came. Could anybody change it? We're going to be in uh, Romans chapter ten, and and we're going to um, we're going to deal with the wrong righteousness. And let me get to that real quick. I'm just going to we'll do this in the New King James. Um, Many times when we read Romans chapter 10, when do we hear that mostly? We hear it during revival time. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is uh, to God is that they might be saved. For I bear them witness that they have zeal, uh, uh, but not according to knowledge. All right? So uh, let me get to where I need to be. Paul is trying to set out. Remember last last week he ended chapter nine by saying, "I wish that I could take their place." Remember that he said, "I wish I could take their place. I wish I wish that they were where I am. I would be happy to take their place." So that they may be saved. That they may be saved. They'll never, uh, and, and, and a lot of us are bad doing this, don't ever think that God doesn't care about the nation of Israel anymore. He, he cares for them. Uh, many folks say, hey, uh, they're on their own. They rejected him. They're on their own. That's not true. God's desire. Is always, always to take care of the nation of Israel. And we should be the same way because if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here right now. Who came, who came through that uh, Israeli Jewish lineage? Jesus Christ. If it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here today. So, but, but now we must understand and, and, and we can't be too hard on because I hope I, hopefully I'm going to show you that some of us are the same way today. Coming to church ain't good enough. Coming to church, working in the church is not good enough if your motivation and your motives are wrong. So, so Paul is going to set out and he's going to talk about uh, number one, he's, he's going to say, uh, he's going to talk about the aspects of Israel's rejection. And then we'll, we'll hit the next ones. But, but they rejected, they rejected their Messiah. And they thought they were right in doing it. So let's look at the reasons for their, reject, uh, their, their uh, rejection. 
And they'll come threefold. If somebody real quickly will read verses one through three, we're going to talk about the reasons for their rejection. Yeah. Yeah, one through three. Brother of my heart is God's prayer of God to God for Israel is they that might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to the knowledge. For they for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness and not submit to themselves to the righteousness of God. Okay, so so the the reasons for their rejections. Verse one, verse one. They didn't feel they needed to be saved. They they didn't feel that they needed to be saved. Paul said, uh, "Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God." For Israel is that they might be saved. They, they just said we don't need to be saved. They, they felt that they felt that hey, we're God's chosen people. God gave us the law. We're saved. But what is it they don't understand? Huh? They couldn't keep it. They couldn't keep it. But now, but now, according to the Jews, all they have to do is uh, sacrifice a bull or a goat uh, or a turtle dove, and I'm all right with God again. What is the aspect of their salvation that they're missing? There's none other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. Except by the name of Jesus. They didn't feel they needed Jesus to be saved. And, and Paul, Paul said, Paul said, they've got the wrong type of righteousness. They, they're going about to establish their own righteousness, and that righteousness is outside of the realm of salvation. It's outside of Jesus. There's no other way. There's no other way you can get right with God except through Jesus Christ. Verse 2, they were zealous. Now, what does zealous mean? They were, they were avid. They were, they were gung-ho. They were, they were gung-ho. They were all in. They were all in. That's the word, and that's a good word that they use today. They were all in. There wasn't anything you could tell them about their, their zeal for God. Now they had a zeal for God. They they all they 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 were so zealous that the law that God gave them wasn't good enough. So they went ahead and added more. They had more law. They could like, like you said, they couldn't even 
They were, they were avid. They were zealous. The problem is they were zealous for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. And that's why I say we can't get too hard on it. Because there are a lot of people show up at church today for all the wrong reasons. I gotta get to church because I gotta be seen. There are people working in the church for all the wrong reasons. I I, I like it. Uh, uh, <laughs> even though it gets on my nerves sometimes, I like it when when folks say, "Well, we're not here for any show for the fans." We're not here for any show, form, or fashion. We're just here to praise the Lord. Half the time they say that they mean they are here for show, form, or fashion. They're here to show off. Nothing wrong with being zealous for the Lord. As long as it's done with the right motivation. I, 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 and, and I'm going to pick on uh, Deacon Baker. I'm going to pick on but he knows all what you do. But I like it sometimes when he just gets up. So it might get on some y'all nerve, but I love it. When he just gets up, I got something to say. And usually what he says is dead on the money about serving the Lord. Now he don't get up show off. He gets up and says, I got something to say. And he'll say it. You don't mind me picking on you, do <laughs> But he, he, he does it the right way. They were zealous for God, and they were also proud and self-righteous. That's verse 3. Verse 3, uh, they, they just said, we've got a way. We're going to do it this way. It says, but they being ignorant of God's righteousness and, and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. I tell you what, once again, let's not be too hard on it. How many of you? How many of you heard people say, we tell them that the Bible says it? I don't care what the Bible says. This is the way it's going to be. Oh, I'm definitely afraid to say it. But now I've heard it say I've heard it say too many times. We are trying to establish our own righteousness. And, and just like Sister Ben said earlier, God is absolutely right. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we think we know. It doesn't matter what we think, the way, the way we think it ought to be. If God says this is it, that's it. That's it. So so they they the reasons for rejection were what? Number one, they didn't think they need to be saved. Number two, they were zealous for God, but they were also 
proud and they were all self-righteous. Okay? Uh, let's go down to uh, I'm going to try to breeze through this. This next section uh, the reasons for their rejections uh, verses 4 through 13 they misunderstood their own law. They, they didn't even understand their own law. And, and, and Paul is going to use the Old Testament all throughout here. He's going to use the Old Testament to show them that, hey, you don't even understand what the law is saying. Sort, sort of like today. Sort, sort of like today. Give you an easy example. Drive down the street in your car. Speed limit says 25. Speed limit says 25. Well, as long as I don't go 35, as long as I don't go 10 miles over, they ain't gonna pull me over. Does it say? Does it say the speed limit is 25? Plus under 10. No, I said speed limit's 25, but we 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 don't understand the law, therefore we're gonna live by the letter. Now the letter of the law says 25. The spirit of the law says, well, they're gonna give you a little grace so that you won't do it. But verse 4, verse 4, um, verse 4 and 5. Read those. Paul is quoted here in Leviticus um, chapter 18, verse 5, where, where uh, Moses is telling them that. You know, this law is not just for you to heed, it's for you to live by. And, and, and as we all know, no one was able, the law was designed to show us that we couldn't live by. It. That we couldn't live by. It. Um, I'll be quite honest, if everybody else in here be honest too. I didn't get past the first 10. <laughs> I can't even get past the first 10. Let alone the rest of them. And everybody else in here is just the same. Everybody else in here, we can't even get past the first 10. Yes, ma'am. You are guilty of the whole. You, 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 you break one point of it. And, and that's so beautiful. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. But it don't happen. Both are going to talk about each other. But now, Paul, Paul lets them know that uh, Christ 
Christ is the end of the law. Yeah. yeah. Right, right here it says, the law points to Christ and we see all the animal sacrifices that everybody was doing after Christ. There's no need for sacrifice. The animals The final stop to the law. The, the terminus, the exit point of the law was Jesus Christ dying on the cross to fulfill all the law. Aren't you glad we live under one law today? The law of grace. The law of grace. Aren't you glad? Paul is saying, Paul is saying they don't understand that they don't have to sacrifice the bulls and the goats and the turtle doves anymore because the ultimate sacrifice was paid on the cross and there's none other sacrifice that is greater than that. That's greater than that. When, 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 when the blood and the water came gushing from his side, when he tucked his head and said, It is finished, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. It was finished. It tickles me today how some religions want to go back to the law. Knowing they can't, knowing if the, if the original people who received the law couldn't live back and then tell, try to tell us we're wrong. We don't go to church on Saturday. You know, we're wrong. We don't follow, we don't follow the Hebrew calendar. I don't have to because my sins have been paid for. When I do transgress, not, I didn't say if, I said when I do transgress, when I do contrary to the will and the way of the Lord, I have an avenue for forgiveness that doesn't require me to go out and buy a sheet somewhere. And slit his throat. I just wrote a by these lamb chops and cooking on the grill. But, but we have an avenue. And the, and the nation of Israel did not understand that. Paul, Paul was just trying to say the righteousness of man well he said for Moses writes uh, about the righteousness which is of the law, that's Le Leviticus. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith, and this is where they miss the boat, says this, and, and Paul is quoting, everywhere you see this, Paul is quoting uh, Old Testament. He, he's quoting Deuteronomy. He's quoting the prophets. Uh, he, he's quoting, let's see, he's quoting uh, Joel. 
he's quoting scriptures all throughout there. But, but he's saying, our faith, our righteousness through faith says, I don't have to go down to the pits to try to bring Jesus up. I don't have to go up into heaven to bring Jesus down. Why is that? Why is that? Uh, uh, verse 8. Verse 8 tells you why I don't have to go down to the pits or up to heaven to try to get Jesus. Why? Huh? Go ahead. Yep. And, and what else does it say? And he doesn't call it the law. Now Paul is calling it the word. Yeah, but what does it say in verse 8? The word of God is near you. We don't have to go looking for him. He's right there. And, and he's in two places. He's in our, and in our, or he should be in our mouth. That's what he said. But the word of God is near you in your mouth and in your heart. And Paul said that is the word of faith which we preach. Now, he, he's going he's to get into uh, you all have you all have in your handout I believe yeah The distinction between the two righteousness, it's, uh, it, it's the law righteousness and faith righteousness, all right? And, and that's what we're going to get into. It's in there. Paul, Paul is saying, Paul is saying, my Jewish brethren have their righteousness through the law. We have our righteousness through what? Faith. Through faith in Jesus Christ, who, who makes us righteous. You remember in Romans, was it Romans chapter eight, where 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 he says uh, he, he talks about we were we were uh, whom he whom he foreordained, who he foreknew, them he called, whom he called, them he ordained. Who he ordained, them he justified, and who he justified, then he, them he glorified, which means he made us righteous. That that he's talking about us. So so um, Paul uh, uh, Paul is talking about two types of righteousness. The Jewish people were saying. Righteousness is only for them. Faith righteousness says it's for who? For God so loved the world that whosoever, whosoever believes in his son who gave his own whom he gave to us. Whosoever. He was actually the elect, right? Huh? He was actually the elect? Yes. Yes, and, and boy, we're going to get into that. <laughs> we, 
we've been talking about that. It's going to be fun when we get into the doctrine of election. Uh, the, the law of righteousness is based on works. There are a lot of people out there that think, hey, I, I don't have to go to church. I live a good life. I ain't never bothered nobody. I, I give to charities. Might even give money to the church. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to be baptized. That's what I said. There's a lot of people. We know that's not what the word said. But that's what the Jewish people say. So the word does say that. Because the Jewish people say, we don't, have, we don't have to accept Christ. We do it right. We sacrifice. We live. We try to live by the law. But faith righteousness comes only by faith. Quote me a scripture. For it is by grace that ye are saved through faith. It is a gift of God. It is not of works. Lest any man should boast. That's the only way our righteousness comes. It comes through faith. The law makes you self-righteous. Faith makes you righteous by God. Therefore, I'm looking through it. I'm just keeping Even peeping at the kids. And I don't see anybody perfect in here. Even if I look in the mirror, let me look at myself. I don't see nobody perfect in this place. But when we accept Jesus Christ and we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, we don't have to stand before the great white throne because God has already said, I don't see any fault in All I see is a drop of my son's blood. And their name is blotted off of the book of life. Their name is not on this book because of that faith that they have in myself. God makes us, God declares us righteous. Law righteousness cannot save. If it could save, what are we doing here? We can go just try to live by the law. But faith righteousness brings salvation. Faith righteous, uh, uh, law righteousness says I just have to obey. That's good to do that. But remember that self-righteous, the parable of the self-righteous man who walked in the church and, and the poor beggar walked in the church. The Pharisee walked up to the front, beat his chest. I'm glad I'm not like that man. I give my tithes 
Lord, have mercy on a sinner like me. Law righteousness says I obey. Faith righteousness <laughs> says I call on the name of the Lord. That, that old man said, he said, I ain't got nothing to bring, but Lord, he called on the Lord. Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. And, and, and Jesus said, that man walked out of there justified. He walked out with his head held down. Because the Lord hurts black. Okay? So, so, uh, and I need to speed on up. <coughs> Mr. Tad, I saw Okay. Paul skips from uh, the reasons for their rejection to the remedy for their rejection. See, don't ever count Israel out. Don't ever count them out because the Bible says that sooner or later, not all of them, but sooner or later, they're going to they're gonna realize that Messiah has already come. They don't have to wait anymore and they're going to start calling on the name of the Lord. Uh, starting with uh, Verse 9. Read that. Uh, um, Sheila, you got verse 9 and 10. And if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Wow. Paul said, Paul said, brothers, there is a remedy. It's not too late, even though you have rejected the righteousness. There is still a remedy. And it's the same remedy that every one of us has today. That if you will, number one, confess, I did it with your mouth. Confess who? Confess the Lord Jesus. What does that mean to confess? No, 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 no. We're talking about saving folks. Confessing doesn't mean everything. When we're, when we're talking about the first step of salvation, what does confessing mean? You acknowledge him, Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sin. I believe you rose on that third day. That is confessing with your mouth. And that's the easy part. The hard part is believing right here. Believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. We got a lot of these. Anybody can do this. Don't hope you say it this way. 
You went in a dry sinner, you came out a wet. Just because you said here doesn't make it so. Remember what Jesus said? Even the devils confess my name and tremble. Confession, and we're going to see it here in a minute. Confession ought to lead to belief. And, and, and belief actually should come before you think that. When you take that chair, when you take that chair, something should have already occurred in your heart. Already! Something should have already occurred in here that makes you say, I believe Jesus died for my sins and I won't be back there. How did Jesus say it? No man can come to the Father except who draws it. The Spirit. Except the Spirit draws him. So something should have already occurred in here before it comes out of here. And the way Paul says it is this is not just a one-time thing. And, and this is where a lot of us trip up. That word believing is a continual thing. I don't just believe once. I keep on believing. And the more I believe, the more I see him work in my life. That's what faith is all about. I can't, I can't understand how we can walk through life with a frown on our face. No matter what's going on, when I think of all the things that God has already done and he is faithful, you said he changes not. If he did it yesterday, he can do it today and he'll do it tomorrow. I got to smile a little bit. Huh? We can never go through what Jesus went through. Right? So Paul says, the remedy is, for whoever should believe on him will not be put to shame. And now he's going to say it again. He's been saying it all throughout the book of Romans. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. See, that was the problem that was the problem back in the New Testament church. Remember, they had to call a church council on Paul. Paul went to a centurion's house. What was centurion's name? Yes. Cornelius. Paul, uh, 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 the Lord told, uh, I, I said Paul, I mean Peter, I'm sorry. I said, I said Paul. They had to call a church council on Peter. Told Peter to go to this centurion's house, a Gentile. And the Lord him 
except that the devil, look, what I cleaned up, you ain't got no right to call unclean. And Peter had to baptize him. And then when he got back to Jerusalem, they called a council on him. They called the whole church. They're about ready to kick him out of church. This ain't right, but Peter had to tell him, look, the Lord just showed me. I don't care if you're black, white, brown, orange, African, Jewish, Chinese, Filipino, Mexican, American, Indian, there is no difference in the eyes of the Lord. Now, there's a lot of difference when we look at it, when we look at each other. But, but Paul said, let me remind you, he said there's no difference. But that also means that there's not a different way for the Jewish people to be saved than it is for the, uh, for the Gentiles to be saved. The same way the Gentiles were saved is the same way the Jews have to be saved. There's no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord overall is rich to all who calls on him. Because he says what? Read, read, read that, 13. There you go. He said, he said, if you just call on whosoever, remember that faith, righteousness, whosoever, whoever, Jew, Greek, Gentile, whoever calls on the Lord shall be saved. Let me hurry on. It is, huh? Yeah, I think, is it Jose or Isaiah? Joel, that's it. I did say Joel. Yeah, Joel. Yes, yes ma'am, it sure is. And, and in the Old Testament, it was dealing with uh, the nation of Israel being physically saved, being being, uh, they, they were being assaulted by, by the Assyrians. The Assyrians were coming in. And Joel said, man, y'all not going to do it by yourself. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord is going to be saved. But, but Paul is using it here in the spiritual sense. And he said, he said, hey, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. We can be saved from our enemy if we call on them. Okay. And, and heaven help. Paul said, Paul said the part of the, the remedy is you gotta you gotta hear what somebody said. Listen. I let's say I got a Next Tuesday, I got my next doctor's appointment. I have one this Tuesday. I got one next Tuesday. Why do you go to the doctor? Come on. It's easy. Very simple. You're sick. You don't feel well. Something not going right with your body. Of course, we all get old. Our body starts breaking down anyway. But we go to the doctor. 
for advice on how to get ready. Part of the remedy, that which which I, I gotta be honest, I about I, I about shouted for joy the other day when the doctor took me off some medicine. Not give me some more, took me off. But he said, now you gotta finish this up. So I gotta finish that. But we go to them for advice on how to feel better, how to get weak. And Paul says the same thing is, is true with salvation. God calls certain advisors to tell people how to get weak. Part of the remedy is listening to Dr. Jesus through his intern. And that's, that's where he went into the, the, the uh, verses 14 through 17. You know, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without preaching? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Except they are sent. We got too many that went that have not been sent. Now let me ask you this. Does that mean the only ones that can give the gospel out are preachers? Huh? We are commissioned. Go ye therefore and, and teach on it. It was up to five hundred brethren there. He didn't just tell twelve. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command them, and lo, I am with you always. Listen, there are some people that Deacon Baker can reach that they wouldn't dare talk to me. Because I am preaching. There are some people you can reach that want to have nothing to do with listening to a preacher. Am I right? It is the responsibility of every one of us to bring people to Christ. Now, the Bible says it's true that God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that were lost, or that are lost. However, it is our responsibility. We're all evangelists. But now, God has selected certain ones and sent certain ones. And, 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 and this is why we, as God's preachers, are going to be held to a higher standard if we don't know the word. How can, how can you go tell somebody about something you don't even know? Huh? Keep your head in the Bible. And then he says, how beautiful are the feet of them who preach the gospel of peace, who bring 
Go ahead, Titus. Now, he's not talking about physical feet here. Because every time I check my feet, they're just as ugly as the last time I looked at them. Ain't nothing beautiful. Ain't nothing beautiful about my feet. <laughs> and and uh, truth be told, y'all got some ugly feet too. Some of, some of you do. Huh? <laughs> you know that thing. And, and I, I, will, I will be finished here in a minute. You, you know that thing where you can put your feet in that tank and them slugs or whatever come up? I put my feet in them tanks and them things ran away from me. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right. The results of their rejection. We, we, we talked about the reasons. For the rejection, the remedy for the rejection, and just for a very few minutes, because I've got to get to the chapter 10 here, verses 18 through 21 are the results of their rejection. Read uh, read verse uh, 16 for me real quick. But they have not always been the God. Why Isaiah says, Lord, who has need of the poor. 17. So then faith by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Lord, who hath believed our report, for he shall come out of the ground as a dry, out of dry ground as a root. Isaiah chapter what? He was wounded by our transgression. He was bruised by our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his strike, Isaiah chapter 53. That's the first verse of Isaiah chapter 53. 53.1 says, Lord, who hath believed our report? Paul is, Paul is putting, Paul is taking out the heavy guns and using their own word against them. So Paul says, Paul says that, uh, not all of the, uh, not all of Israel has obeyed the gospel. They, they haven't even listened to it. And, and and he uses Isaiah to say, Lord, who who believes? Who's going to believe our report? Then he says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed, they have heard. Listen, just because you reject it doesn't mean you haven't heard it. That's why I got a problem with the word atheist. It's not that they say, uh, uh, agnostic says there is no God. Atheists say, I just choose not to believe in God. But they know who God is. If you ask them, if you ask, well, who is God? Can I tell you, oh, that man in that Bible that y'all read, who's looking up there and who punishes us, who lets all these bad things, they know about God. And that's what Paul is saying here. They can't, they can't, uh, they can't say they're ignorant. They didn't know because it's all the sound has gone out to all the earth, and their words 
to the end of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? Moses says first, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by, by a I'm telling him to turn mine off the mind range. But uh, I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. Listen. Israel knows because they see us. I think Moses said this in, was this in Deuteronomy or, or was this in uh, I think this was in Deuteronomy. This was in Deuteronomy. Moses said, Moses said, y'all don't want to act right. I'm going to get other people and they're going to, they're going to provoke you to jealousy. They're jealous that we have a relationship with Abraham. We're, we're the seed of Abraham. And God said, I'm going to provoke you so that you may turn. But, but Isaiah is also very bold when he says, I was found by those who did not seek me. We didn't seek him. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me, but to Israel, he says, all the day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and a contrary people. God has never and will never give up on Israel. He's bringing more and more of us in but his arms are still just like that prodigal son. The father waiting there with open arms. Hope that made sense. Hope it made sense. But, but we got to understand God is not, uh, I mean, sooner or later, God's going to send a wake up call. Not to us, but to the nation of Israel. And, and, but, but you know the good thing about it, and I'm told I'm done. Uh, good thing about it is every day, on a daily basis, Jewish people are accepting Christ as their personal Savior. God's arms are still out of He's still, even though they've been disobedient, arrogant, self-righteous, God still wants me. Just like us. He who comes unto me, I will in no matter what. Okay, thank you all. Uh, Pastor will be back. Yes, ma'am. Okay, all right. There was back earlier in teaching that I want to talk about. Why do you suppose we did away with the Mormon church? You know, the Baptist church. Yeah. Oh, trust me. <laughs> we all know what the Mormons been said. Yeah. Here's here's the thing about it. As as Times change, you know, days change. Uh, I, 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 I'm almost hoping that the mourners' benches every few 
instead of just, and it should be every few, rather than just sitting here. Now, if you want my personal opinion, put them up there like they did us. <laughs> you know? but, but the thing is, in this day and age, it can almost, I mean, if out there in the world, it, also, it can almost be considered a beast. You know, used to be, used to be in school, you got to put that dunce cap on. <laughs> Go stand in the corner. You can't do that today. Huh? Oh, yeah, we got the power. Trust me, I, I, I know. I know, I checked him. I ain't got nothing anyway because of the power. <laughs> but the things that we used to do today wouldn't be considered insensitive. However, we still have that responsibility to help those who have not accepted the more. In particular, our young people. We need to help them. Because there's, there's too many other, too many other avenues out there for I know, I, I know, folks get mad when 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 children are bustling around in the church. Folks don't like it. I love it when you see a bunch of kids in church. We are blessed because we've got a lot of children. In this church. And we all think about it. Now we do need to teach them how. We do need to teach them. There's a time you get up, there's a time you talk, there's a time to shut off the personal devices, PDAs, a, that's what they call it. Time to shut them off. But I mean, I don't know why we don't have more of this business anymore. I, honestly, I know. I just think uh, in this day and age, it might be insensitive. Um, good question. Pastor will be back next week. Pray for their safe return. And uh, he'll be in 11. 11. I can't believe I got through 10. I had this rush because it's a lot of meat in there. But uh, we're, we're getting close to the end of Romans. So we're about there. Huh? I got an excellent class. <laughs> no, thank you. God bless you. Um, Deacon Baker, or Deacon Al, or Reverend Al, please us in prayers. I call him Deacon Al. <laughs> Deacon Al. Amen. Amen.